It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage for Friday, January 19th, with your host, me, Ray, and, uh, well, the young, good-looking guy wearing a son's uh, hoodie, Zach. How are you today, handsome? Doing great, Pop's going to have an interesting show, that is for sure. Happy Friday to everyone out there. We're going to kick things off here in just a second. Ford halting production and cutting some of their shifts on the F-150 Lightning. And every once in a while, Dad, we get some real industry experts on with us. I would like a warm welcome from our community to Mr. Joe Lewis from J.C. Lewis Mazda once again. How are you, Joe? Good, good. Good to, have, uh, good to be on the show again. Thank you all for the invite. Nice seeing you, Joe. I, I was trying to give you a warm welcome, but it's so damn cold here in Ventnor, New Jersey. I, I'm not quite sure how to do that. It's it's cold for us down here, too. It's a lot warmer than uh, than where y'all are at, but for us, it's freezing. Stop it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over the warm, the hand warm. That was, that was classic, yeah. Dad. Joe, let's kick things off here. We were talking about new vehicle inventory and how it's growing all week on the show. We have some new data that actually talks about used vehicle inventory starting to grow. A little bit before we get into the Ford news and things like that, give us the lay of the land. What are you seeing at your dealership? And I will remind everyone, if you're interested in buying a vehicle from Joe and his dealership, you can obviously go to jclewis.com. You can also buy through caredge.com. We encourage you. There's some exclusive pricing for CarEdge customers back on caredge.com. But Joe, what are you seeing in your world right about now? How's January been for you? Um, January has been good, actually, with uh, with Mazda. I don't have... Um, the inventory that I that I wish I had right now. Um, we're down to, I think our market day supply is getting close to 30. Um, and I think I've got 40, 48 cars on the ground. Um, so we're, we've got a good bit that's coming in. Um, I just need it to come in quicker. Um, Ford, on the other hand, they've, they've got a decent amount of inventory. Um, we just had a little hiccup with Mazda. So not, not quite as much as I want, but it's, it'll, it'll be coming in the next month or so. Kind of speaks to death, but you and I talk about all the time, like different markets for different brands and in different regions. Go for it, Joe. What do you What do you uh, think of uh, what's going on with the Lightning? That Ford's cutting shifts down to just one one production shift. Um, they're they're moving people from the Rouge plant to other uh, other facilities in the Detroit area so that they can build more Broncos and, and things of that nature. Have you seen a slowdown in, in the lightning sales? Yeah, we, we have, I think, um, I think there was a, you know, a little craze on, on electric vehicles for a while there. And, um, and, and obviously that slowed down and I think there, this is just kind of a, um, a uh, an, an effect of that i think they're they're putting their manpower in the cars that are moving quicker um <clears throat> so i i think that's all they're doing is uh you know everyone was drinking the kool-aid for a little while and i yeah i kind of described it as they got a little a little over their skis with their projections as to how many um, yeah. f-150 lightnings they would be able to sell on an annual basis yeah, and I, and I think it wasn't just Ford. I think um, I think the auto business in general thought that um, you know you you had some companies projecting by the year twenty thirty there'd be they'd be selling X amount and X amount will be on the road. And I think we're all kind of realizing that that's not going to happen. Um, you know, there's there's headlines like these from literally two years ago. 
Um, and it's like, you look back on them now and sure you can point the finger at Ford, but you're spot on Joe. Everyone was coming out. Remember it was by 2030, everything's going to be battery electric and or half of our vehicles are going to be battery electric. And, and it's fascinating because you look at now the industry data. So obviously Ford's making business decisions on, you know, where they're going to produce their vehicles, but you can also look at things like Cox automotive. And this is the data from even last month. They explicitly called out in last month's data, the day's supply of the Ford F-150 Lightning was 111. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're talking about at your Mazda store, which I kind of want to dig into this a little bit, like at your Mazda store right now, you've got 30 days supply, yeah. around a 30 day supply, like it totally different price points. And last time I checked, you know, you don't have a single Mazda that even would compete on price with an F-150 Lightning. Very <laughs> sure. different vehicle, sure. don't get me wrong, but like from a price standpoint, it's... it's we had a we, we had a $65,000 CX-90 come in and, and I was like even scratching my head on that one. I'm like, man, this is an expensive Mazda. But no, luckily, luckily that's the most expensive car we've got. Do, do you see... Let me let me let me rephrase it. Let me, let me rephrase the question this way: Are are you disappointed that Mazda hasn't moved uh, as quickly towards EVs in some degree as, uh, say, Ford has? You know, I'm um, I'm actually I actually like the approach that Mazda's taken. Um, you know, they they they're not a company that's as quick to jump the gun and things like that. Um, you know. I think you may see another another hybrid like they've got with the PHEV CX90, um, but I don't really see them, you know, putting all their eggs in the EV basket. I think Mazda is the type company that that once there is a legitimate concrete market for that, whenever that might be, um, I see I see that's when they really dig into it. But they're um, they're they're pretty careful in that regard. They know what they're good at, and I think they're. Um, they're they're sticking to their bread and butter, so to speak. Probably has something to do with the fact that you know they're basically an independent manufacturer, sure. um, and and they don't have the uh, the same capital wherewithal as as Ford or GM or Stellantis mm-hmm. or even Kia Hyundai. Um, you know they have they they can't afford to bet wrong. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 they might not be able to afford to build one of these EV factories that a lot of other manufacturers are, you know, have put a lot of money into. Exactly. Definitely. I would just like to pull up. We got the latest data on new vehicle inventory nationwide, Joe, just the other day. And if mm. you remember, we had you on the show. I guess it was maybe a month or so ago. We were yeah. uh, uh, selling Mazdas like crazy together. We had incredible pricing. People were buying them from Car Edge directly through us. It was an incredible experience. And the day's supply, if I'm not mistaken, that nationwide was over 100 days for Mazda. And so I'm pulling up the latest data that Cox Automotive put out, and Mazda is down to an 85 days supply. And what's interesting hearing you, you know, share your perspective is, you know, especially in your area, you have even less. I wonder, I wonder if that's a little bit of a car edge effect happening because we sold so many cars. But I guess my, my point here being there are certain brands that are you know, actually experiencing like a sales uptick. Mazda sales were up 45% year over year nationwide in December versus some other brands on here. Like you can see Ford out there still with a 94 day supply in specific vehicles. And we won't even pick your brain on this show about Lincoln, Jeep, Chrysler, and Dodge that have too high of a day supply to even make it on the scale of this chart. But I think it speaks volumes to, you know, like the affordability piece of this is, is kind of paramount. And if there are available inventory units that people actually want, like they're still selling, 
And that actually leads to like the title of today's show is car market karma. But like there actually isn't car market karma. If you're one of these, you know, your dealership, there's no car market karma. Like the prices of cars are available. People are jumping on it versus maybe some of the others out there that are struggling a bit. And and not only is is everything you said true, but also I think I think a lot of consumers appreciate a brand like Mazda. That if you look at the price point of Mazda of a CX five or a you know CX thirty two years ago or a year ago versus today, there's not this huge there's not this huge uptick in price. You know they 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 didn't increase their prices by forty percent thirty percent like a lot of manufacturers did, and you know people appreciate that. Yeah, they definitely. they have always offered a tremendous value for money. Um, you know, I when I I got back into the automobile business back in 1993, I think it was. I I, I was working at a <clears throat> Mazda Volkswagen store, mm-hmm. and you know, and I I can remember the Mazda six two six, and there was a little button on the dashboard, and and it said swing, and if you pushed that button the vents in the center of the dashboard would oscillate back and forth. It didn't mean you were going to suddenly hear swing music. It mm. meant that you were going to be able to move the air around. And I thought, my God, that's so inventive. Why hasn't somebody else put that in a car? And it, and it was just, they've always made good quality cars um, that last. It's, it's just, you know, you're very fortunate to represent that type of product. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, every everything you said is is true, and uh, it's a it's it's been a great brand to uh to to sell and work for. I just wish we had a few more cars right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to bring it back to Ford here for a second because the big story of today is the fact that they're they're re- removing uh, some of those shifts. The narrative here is pretty obvious. I'll I'll pull that up in a second, but I also want to tie in Joe. We're talking about the Lightning. I want to pull up, we did this research, we analyzed nationwide uh, available listings for 2023 vehicles that are still listed as new. And obviously there's some implication here that you know Ford hasn't flipped entirely over to 2024s yet, but there are more F-150, 2023 F-150s available for sale nationwide than any other manufacturer 2023 new vehicle out there and, and by a mile. It's, it's 2023 mm-hmm. F-150s and then 2023 Nissan so they don't even have, you know, we don't even have 24 F-150s on the ground yet, which is a, a, a big part of that. Um, exactly. You know, I think we may even have one or two 22s still on the ground. Um, but yeah, Ford, Ford's really late this year to, uh, to, to bring the next, the next model. And so I was going to ask you, you know, I know they introduced 1.9% APR financing for 72 months nationwide. They're mm-hmm. also making a business decision to restrict production of, of F-150 Lightnings. I guess just your vantage point, you know, in addition to running Mazda, you have in the past run run Ford dealerships. Do you feel like over at Ford, it's kind of a we're back to pre-pandemic or are we still kind of on a pathway back to pre-pandemic? Like the lot isn't nearly as full as it used to be or, or kind of where are we in that transition? Yeah, I, I think it's important for people to know that um, that, you know, not only and I know this segment's about new cars, but, you know, used cars, we're, we're, we're getting really close to being back to where we were. Um, you know, I don't have the data in front of me, but you've spoken to about how uh, auction prices are down one and a half percent a week. Um, you know, and people seeing that with their trade values, the, the used car market is way down. It's getting close to what it was. But the new car market, I would say, I would say rebates. For for the most part, there's going to be some manufacturers like Mazda just got back into the um, the special interest rate game in the last couple months, which has helped. But 
I think as far as subbing rates, I think we're back. I think the only thing we're missing that we had pre-pandemic was uh, the amount of rebates. You know, right now you might see 1.9% on a F-150 for 72 months or maybe one or 2,000 rebates, whereas pre-pandemic you were sometimes seeing four or 5,000 in rebates, um, but the, with the interest rates being the same. So I think the only part we're missing from pre-pandemic was the rebates were a smidge higher, but as far as the rates go, I think we're there. And I and I think realistically, Joe, the reason for that is that it costs them so much more money today to buy a rate down to 1.9% yeah. for 72 months on what's going to be, in most cases, financing somewhere north of $60,000. Correct. Um, yeah. And, and, and right now, with, with how high rates are, you know, a, a standard interest rates, you know, six, seven, eight percent, um, most consumers would rather see uh, a zero or a one nine or a two nine than four thousand dollars off and still getting stuck with seven percent. And 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 honestly, it costs them more than four thousand dollars to right. underwrite a subvented interest rate like that. The the average consumer has no idea how much money these manufacturers spend on buying those rates down from whatever standard is to the one point nine or the zero. It's um it's a lot of money. And, you know, the consumer will say, but it's from Ford Motor Credit. Well, yeah, yeah. but Ford Motor Credit is a is a for-profit organization. And yeah. just because they're, just because they're still they're, having to borrow that money. Yes. And 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 it doesn't mean that Ford Motor Credit gives Ford Motor a a discount in the cost of, of buying it down. It just yeah, yeah it, it they're, they're, it's expensive. Yeah. To buy rates, you know, when when, well, when and, interest and if you rates think about it back back when interest rates were were two percent, buying it down to zero wasn't that bad. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> rates are six plus percent. Buying it down to zero is really expensive. Exactly. So so yes, you're not going to see. Um, it, it'll be an either or. You know, you can you can either take the cheap interest rate or you could take the rebate. And the and they're going to hope you take the rebate because the rebate is actually going to cost them less than what it would cost them to buy the money down. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to remind everyone that's joined the show uh, midway through here: Ford cutting production at their F one fifty Lightning plant, adding shifts for Bronco and Ranger. So that's the the real headline story here today. I want to ask a quick question to you, Joe, about negative equity and your experience with that. Before we do. There's a, a little thing we do on this show when people uh, provide us with contributions, uh, financial monetary contributions. We had um, from Donald a very thoughtful thoughtful one here that says, love your podcast. And then we had one, and Joe, this is a really interesting uh, thing that we've done over the years. This is a super sticker. It doesn't say it, but we know it. And it's and it's from Tony, and that means my dad has to dance. So just, there you, you know, go. Yeah, sorry, you know that. that now that we're warming things up. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Um, Lance, Not as much as I love it, Joe. You'd have, you'd have, you'd have, you'd have to pay more than nineteen ninety nine for me to dance. We always talk about this. Shit. It's like. I think you know this about me, Joe, and my dad. But like, my mom passed almost seven. It'll be seven years in June. It's like we think about what the hell she would think if she could tune in and watch these things. Like, uh, what are we doing? She'd, she'd probably love it. Yeah, she would I, love it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope so. All right. I, <laughs> I hope so, too. So negative equity. We're hearing, you mentioned it a second ago, used cars are starting to depreciate again. Any of the deals that you're seeing, stuff going on in your world, is that something that's coming up? Is that is that becoming a, a challenge to getting someone approved for a car deal? 
Yes, um, we're, we're definitely seeing a lot more of that, especially people who bought in the last couple of years. Um, you know, so so not only were some dealers charging over sticker a year or two ago um, mm-hmm. or at sticker. But if you if you bought a car at sticker or over sticker um, and you didn't have significant equity or down payment, then you're not looking great right now. Um, and we've even we've even seen it with Mazdas as far as uh, lease buyouts, because for a while there. <laughs> you would have equity in your lease. So instead of turning in the lease, it would make sense to trade it because you had equity or you could even buy the lease and then trade it and get the tax credit. And you would, you would still be in an equitable position. But now we're, now we're seeing people with leases come in that are, you know, their leases due in four or five months and they, they're four or $5,000 underwater. And it's like, Hey, don't trade, just turn it in because then you don't have to pay that four or $5,000. So it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely we're definitely feeling it. Are are the banks asking for um, um, greater participation uh, from the customers as far as either cash or trade equity? Um, we were seeing that um, last year. Uh, mm-hmm. They're actually starting to um, play ball a little bit more, so to speak. Like you know, one of our lenders, um, I won't say their name, but has has just finally lifted they had a 110 percent loan to value um cap so wow. if, so if you were no matter your credit if you were 112 percent loan to value they would not approve you and they're finally um i think starting next month going to 120 and their plans to go back to 130 which is what they were pre-pandemic um and so you know for for the people who don't know car lingo like ltv that's basically just the the invoice or wholesale amount of the car is what they go off of. And when you buy a car for that number or more, plus all of your taxes, tag and fees um, with no down payment, you're starting your deal out usually 110 plus percent. So um, we're, we're starting to see them soften up to answer your question. I, I honestly, I find that a bit surprising. Um, I, I, I would think that especially with the people that bought cars two years ago that are um, severely, upside down mm-hmm. um that you don't you, the worst thing that that the industry could do for those people would would be to find banks that have decided okay we'll we'll allow them to roll even more of that negative equity into their next vehicle yeah. um the, uh, you know the bank at a certain point it's going to come back to bite the bank that that agrees to do that Correct. I, th- I think it's a I think it's a slippery slope uh, for sure. And I think that, you know, I, I think the banks are monitoring this, but I think they're also realizing like, hey, if their quota is to do yep. you know, 10,000 deals in a month, they yes. have to raise that bar a little bit to get close to what they're um, projected or forecasted to um, to hit. But but I agree with you. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people in some big time negative equity situations. And, um, and a lot of those customers that are in situations like that don't want to trade just because they're changing their mind, but they want to trade because they want to lower their car payment. Yeah. That's hard to do. Hard to do when you have negative equity. (laughs) Correct. Correct. I want to jump to a question here from Igor in just a moment. Before I do, I want to remind everyone back at CarEdge.com. We're obviously trying to help folks out with this incredible offer on the Chevy tracks. We also, you're interested in purchasing any of the vehicles from Joe's dealership, just choose here, new or used, put in a Mazda, 
and that'll come through to the car edge team it's really an incredible experience joe maybe we can even talk about it for a moment we've helped well over a dozen people now purchase through car edge and get mazdas delivered to their door and i will call out here I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, Joe, but I know you've got two remaining 2023s. I was waiting for <laughs> you to bring that up. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to, y'all, this is how we work, folks. Here's the text from Joe. I talked about this yesterday. Here's the man live on the show. Zach, I'm willing to go $1,500 below invoice on these two units to move them before the end of the month when I put them in our service loaner fleet. Joe, can you please talk about your rationale? You're an operator, you're a freaking GSM. I hope our community. Like ADP here thanking us for what we do, which we appreciate. This is incredible access, guys. So yeah, are we trying to help Joe sell these cars? You're damn right. You get yeah. an incredible experience. Yes, you do. Joe, talk about your rationale. Why are you having to do that? What's going through your head? Yeah. So um, you know, I've got I've got four total 2023s in stock. Um, two of the two of those are Mazda three um, sedans, and those are both. Uh, our rep just told me at the beginning of this month that the last chance I've got to put those in our uh, service loaner fleet is by January 31st. So that kind of puts me, I've got a choice to make, right? I either hope I can sell it, but if I wait past January 31st, I can't put it in the loaner fleet, which then means, and Ray, you probably know what this means. They're, they're going to throw final pay money at me, which I don't want to do because yeah. then I'll be, then I'll be sitting with a 23 in the spring or summer and own it for too much money and have to lose even more probably than I would now. So my choice now is I can either give someone a great deal, um, lose some money. It's my two, two of my oldest cars in stock. So I don't mind doing that um, and give someone a great deal. Or if I don't sell them, I'm going to put them in my loaner fleet. They'll stay in there for six months. Um, they'll get written down so that then six months later with 6,000 miles, I can sell it as a certified pre-owned um at a competitive price point at that point so i would i I would rather lose a little money and sell them now and put a different car in my service fleet certainly certainly sounds to me like you realize your 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 first loss is usually your cheapest loss yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah and so everybody here knows about them um so we're you know we put up a couple facebook videos and all the sales reps know about them car edge now knows about them so hopefully we can we can get rid of them pretty soon i want to pull this comment up because i think this is the most appropriate time to talk about it smoke and scan says car dealers are all thieves i think that you got to appreciate gang we literally have a retired car dealer my dad and we got a current car dealer joe and like this is this is transparent this is like when True Car came around, guys, it was like this incredible thing because you could find the invoice price. We've gone to the next level. It's like you want to understand why we're lowered prices. Like I'm so yeah. proud of what we're able to do here. I, I invite a- people that make comments like that to come see us and let us show them how how transparent we are. Because because there are dealers like that, and there's a reason yes. that people make comments like that. Because you know all it takes is a a, a few people to ruin the reputation of many. Um, but it's a breath of fresh air when you come do business with people like Courage and people like JC Lewis because we don't operate that way. Yeah, makes me feel really, really, really proud, especially like when I can pull up the text messages, everyone can understand the economics of this. Like there's a very rational understanding for what's going on. And I will remind everyone when you buy through Courage, you skip all the everything. You really truly skip everything. We'll get the vehicle delivered to your door. The question from Igor, and I think this is an interesting one, and then I know you're a busy guy, Joe, so we'll let you get back. Yeah. To all your fun stuff. But Igor, who uh, formerly was in the industry, Igor says, can you ask you about dealer trades, the exits uh, that we had pre-pandemic and what he thinks will be back 
in the car industry. So have you been doing dealer trades? What happened there? What's so, the story? So the funny part about that comment is when will they be back? I've got a dealer trade deal right here. <clears throat> I've got another dealer trade deal um, right here. Um, I've, I've got a handful of them in front of me. Um, dealer trades are back. Um, they might not be back to, 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 you know, as full as they were a few years ago, but, but they are back. We're, we're doing, um, multiple dealer trades a month. You know, you know, one of the, one of the things I used to teach my salespeople, Joe, is I, I, I wanted them to live by this. Sell what you can see. Don't see what you can sell. Okay. Just, if, if you mm -hmm. can't see the damn thing, don't sell it. Okay. I, I hated dealer trades. Um, because if ever something was going to go wrong, it would happen on a dealer trade. A yeah. stone would fly up as they're transporting it from the other dealer to your dealership and hit the windshield and crack the yeah. windshield. Um, uh, you know, or or there'd be, you know, and I used to tell the customers, when we're going to inspect it before we put it on the trailer. And once it's on the trailer, anything that happens to it, it's yours. Okay. We're not going to assume responsibility for acts of nature, for stone chips, for anything like that. So are you you sure there's nothing here that works? <laughs> yeah, no, un, un, unfortunately, we take the uh we take the whole transparency thing to another level. So if the dealer trade shows up with chips or you know, cracking the windshield, we're gonna, you know, take You're that. We're gonna one. take care of it. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. Um, and, and obviously we, we tell our folks to sell everything we have on the lot, but if the, if the customer's adamant that we have the exact car they want, but ours is in red and they want a white one and there's, and there's no way around it. And we can, and we can dealer trade a white one that's there's mm -hmm. one available and the price is agreed upon. We, you know, we'll go get it. Would, would you, would, would you <clears throat> discount a car even further? Um, to in, sell on my lot versus a dealer trade, absolutely. Okay, just because there is, I, I used to do the same thing. To your yeah, to your point, if that customer said, "I really want a white one," I would say, "Well, I can give you a better price on this red one because it's here." Because there's you know there's hidden costs with dealer trades. I've got to pay gas. I've got to pay a driver to go get yes. it. Um, and then you know a lot of times some dealers will say, "Oh, well, on dealer trades, you got to pay an extra one ninety nine for nitro in the tires or yeah. whatever the case is." So. Um, there's, there's hidden costs there and I would definitely rather sell, um, what's on my lot, but you know, can, can I share a story with you? Um, I, at one time I had a, a British racing green mini clubman with a white top. I leased it. Okay. I hated that color combination. Absolutely. Just, I, I thought that color combination was disgusting on that car. And the reason that I leased it was because that was what the store had. And I thought to myself, I used to run that store. I used to tell the salespeople, well, make the customer be okay with the color they don't want. Yeah. So I thought to myself, well, I can't be a prima donna and insist on a different color if I always insisted the color take the, the customer take the colors I had. So I bit the bullet and I lived with that damn thing for three years. Uh, actually, two and a half, um, and I hated it. I, I hated the color. So one of so one of my favorite sayings, um, Ray, is one of our one of our uh, trainers taught us this a while back. He said, "Would you be willing to go blue 
to save some green. Yes. <laughs> so that's that that was his saying when you're trying to talk to someone about a dealer trade, like, hey, I can go get the, the color you want, but would you be willing to go blue to save some green? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and, you know, some people, you know, if I can save another five hundred dollars, I'll take whatever color you want. But other people, you know, have to have that that one color. No, and I get it. And I get it. And 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 thankfully, um enough people will take the savings of the green um, mm -hmm. and, and put up with like I did and put up with a color they don't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Couple comments here, guys. Uh, one to the chat and everyone that's with us. Thank you. Everyone. 2,200 people here live with us, Joe. It's, it's awesome. And I think it's because you're here with us. So thank you. My, my question, everyone that's joined us is, do you enjoy when we have people like Joe on the show, really bantering with my dad? I learn a lot from these shows, so I especially enjoy it, but please share with us. Let us know, share the positive feedback. That'll be, Something that I use with Joe to try and convince him to come on every every now and again. And then Joe, my my other question to you, and we'll 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 wrap our section with you on the show today with this dad. We've got really you got to be kidding me, so don't get too excited. Uh, but Joe, my question to you: we we've been working together now for a couple months. Um, last month was really, I think, a, a turning point for us. We were able to help uh, about a dozen people get a new yeah. Mazda in their driveway. What's the experience been like so far? I get questions all the time from people in our community: How's it going, Zach? How's it going? How's it going? I tell people it's going pretty well. We've got a lot of lumps that we got to work through. We got to, you know, still figure things out, but generally well. What's your perspective on working with Car Edge so far? Yeah, I think it's um I think it's great. You know, most of the Car Edge customers come from different areas of the country than we would normally sell to. You know, we typically sell in Georgia, the Carolinas and Florida, and um I think we only had one or two Car Edge customers from that area. Um everyone else was was anywhere from up north to I think we had a couple on the west coast. So um, it's it's been great to reach a, a a clientele that we normally wouldn't have reached, and um, and and guys, it really is what Zach's saying. You know, he him or his team will text me and say, "Hey, we've got agreed numbers on this car." Uh, myself or David will go pull the keys to that car, and um, the, the numbers are already agreed upon. So then we get the folder together, um, get all the necessary documents, and and that's it. There's there's no going in to see if cars available playing games negotiating none of that it's um it's super super simple if i had more cars zach could sell more for me but that's that's what i'm working on is trying to get more appreciate that joe it's, it's awesome to get your perspective because um you know like when we're on here and i i share these things or customers even come back and they share these things that's only one side of the of the story and and I want to reiterate, if you're interested in working with Joe or his team, go to jclewis.com. We have some Car Edge exclusive deals, Car Edge exclusive pricing. If you're going to seek out any of that, do it through us so that his team is not getting overwhelmed with that. Just go to caredge.com. Let us know you're interested in the Mazda and our team will help you out. Joe, thanks for spending some of your Friday with us. And uh, we really, really appreciate your willingness to come on and be a part of our yeah. community. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, and, and I do hope that it warms up down there for you. I, I hope so too. This has been the coldest stretch that we've had all year. Uh, how how chilly is it? It's um it's been in the twenties at night for the last few days. I wow. think uh, I'm looking at it now. Sunday the low is 22, which for Savannah is absolutely freezing. <laughs> or below. We're, we're not used to it. We're not it, anything in the anything in the 30s is cold. When it gets to the 20s, it's like what's going on. Oh, my God. Well, I, I really do hope it warms up for you. <laughs> Thank you. Stay warm, Joe. Appreciate you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you all. That's awesome, man. Indeed it is. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah no, I, really, I really get excited when we're able to do stuff like that. 
Um, all right, you uh, you ready for this? Really? You gotta be kidding me! You know, actually, let me let me. You know, what? I was gonna do one, but we're gonna do a different one. Give me one second. I'll give, give you all the time second. you need. Although I do have another show to do it at twelve forty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me one second. Yeah. I know. All right, here we go. I got the right one up on the screen. Here it is, folks. You really gotta be kidding me of the day. Yeah. The Federal Trade Commission. Tries to push rules that protect consumers from shady car dealers. And that is now in a stay <laughs> pending uh, NADA and Texas Automobile Dealers Association work with the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Yeah, it didn't, uh, didn't take much for the FTC to back down, um, uh, which is really, really, really aggravating and annoying. Um, and and there's still two workarounds to this in Congress um, where they're, where they're coming up with proposals that would uh, prevent the FTC from having the authority to do things like this. So once again, um, in, in American politics, we got the best politicians money can <laughs> buy. Okay. And, and what that means for you and me is that we are screwed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I only, you know, there was a time, and Zach, you know this, there was a time in my life when I worked for my father and he was in the vending machine business. He was a retired dentist who went into the vending machine business. And the biggest portion of our business were prophylactics, condoms, and and I'm I'm only I'm only bringing this up because I hope to God instead of sending free COVID tests uh, to the American public, Congress is kind enough and gracious enough to send condoms to all of us so that we can protect ourselves from the screwing that they're about to give us. With that, I'm done. All right, I'm removing my dad from the screen. Go tune in to Car Edge Electric. Uh, we got Justice, my dad, Phil, all on there over in 13 minutes. Stick around with me for just a second. I love you, dad. I will talk to you later on. Stick around with me for just a quick second. Again, I want to reiterate, Joe's got two of those Mazda 3s he's got to get rid of this month. Go to caredge.com, folks. Just scroll down here, click on Get Mazda 3. It'll take you to our form here asking you to give us a little bit more information about yourself. That comes to our team. You don't get sent to some lead gen service provider. Your phone's not going to get hit up like crazy by, by car dealers and auto parts suppliers or whatever the hell it is, gang. It's going to come straight to Car Edge where we take care of you and ultimately get that vehicle in your driveway. So if you're in the market, take advantage of that. And then the final, final thing, and now I'm regretting that my dad's not here. Looks like we got a super sticker. And uh, there's 2,000 people here. Okay, he's still here. Now you do it. I'm not dancing. You do it. <laughs> I didn't see the super sticker. How much do I have to dance? Everyone have a great weekend. We will see you sometime soon. Thanks to everyone for being a part of our community. Have a great weekend. See y'all.